Everywhere I go on this road, high and low, where I go, I go with you. Hi everyone, Josh here. This is the NOYC Godcast, a production of the Northern Ohio Youth Camp. Through various means, including a week of summer camp, youth conferences, sporting events, Christian content, and now a new podcast, the NOYC strives to give Christians a reason to continue on in Christ. We hope you enjoy a very special edition of the NOYC Godcast as we air a segment from our video devotion series, Life's Highway, which premiered back at the NOYC in 2017. For more information regarding the ministry, as well as additional Christian content, please visit our website at www.thenoyc.com. There's a story of an old man who lived in a tiny village. Though he was poor, he was envied by all, because he owned a beautiful white horse. Even the king coveted his treasure. A horse like this had never been seen before by the people. People offered fabulous prices for the steed, but the old man always refused. This horse is not just a horse to me, he would tell them. It is a person. He is a friend, not a possession. How could you sell a friend? The man was poor and the temptation was great, but he never sold the horse. One morning, he found that the horse was not in the stable. All the village came to see him. You old fool, they scoffed. We warned you that you would be robbed. You are so poor, how could you ever hope to protect such a valuable animal? It would have been better to have sold him. You could have gotten whatever price you want. Now the horse is gone, and you've been cursed with misfortune. The old man responded, Don't speak too quickly. I only know that the horse is not in the stable. How can you know if I've been cursed or not? The people contested, Don't make us out to be fools. We may not be philosophers, but great philosophy is not needed. The simple fact is that your horse is gone is a curse. The old man spoke again, All I know is that the stable is empty and the horse is gone. Whether it is a curse or a blessing, I cannot say. We can only see a fragment. Who can say what will come next? After 15 days, the horse returned. He hadn't been stolen. He had run away into the forest. Not only had he returned, but he had brought a dozen wild horses with him. Once again, the village people gathered around the woodcutter and spoke. Old man, you were right and we were wrong. What we thought was a curse was a blessing. Please forgive us. The old man responded, Once again, you go too far. Say only that the horse is back. State only that the dozen horses return with him, but don't judge. How do you know if this is a blessing or a curse? You see only a fragment. Unless you know the whole story, how can you judge? You read only one page of a book. Can you judge the whole book? Life is so vast, yet you judge all of life with one page or one word. All you have is a fragment. Don't say that this is a blessing, the old man said. No one knows. I am content with what I know. I am not perturbed by what I don't. Maybe the old man is right, they said to one another. But down deep, they knew he was wrong. They knew it was a blessing. Twelve wild horses had returned with the white horse. With a little bit of work, the animals could be broken and trained and sold for a lot of money. The old man had a son, an only son. The young man began to break the wild horses. After a few days, the son fell from one of the horses and broke both of his legs. Once again, the villagers gathered around the old man and cast their judgments. You were right, they said. You proved you were right. The dozen horses were not a blessing. They were a curse. Your only son has broken his legs, and now, in your old age, 
You have no one to help you. The old man spoke again. You people are obsessed with judging these fragments. Say only that my son has broke his legs. Who knows if it is a blessing or a curse? No one knows. We only have a fragment of the story. Life comes in fragments. It so happened that a few weeks later, the country engaged in war against a neighboring nation. All the young men of the village were required to join the army. Only the son of the old man was excluded because he was injured. Once again, the people gathered around the old man, crying and screaming because their sons had been taken away. There was little chance that they would return. The enemy was strong and the war would be a losing struggle. They would never see their sons again. You are right, old man, they wept. This proves it. Your son's accident was a blessing. His legs may be broken, but at least he is with you. Our sons are gone forever. The old man spoke again. You always draw conclusions. Say only that your sons went to war and mine did not. Who knows if this is a blessing or a curse? Only God knows. There's nothing better than going 70 miles per hour down the highway, the wind running through your hair, aviators on your face, the sun shining down, your favorite music blaring on the radio, just enjoying a road trip, heading down the road, your planned destination. But as enjoyable as this is, it can all be brought to a sudden stop with one small orange nuisance of a sign that reads, detour ahead. All of a sudden, your enjoyable planned road trip has hit a snag. Something unexpected has happened, and now, more than likely, you start to slow down. Traffic gets congested on the highway, you're barely creeping along, and you're certain this is gonna take you a lot longer to arrive to your destination than you originally planned. What started as a fun and enjoyable day on the open road, heading for your intended destination, has ended up a stressful, frustrating detour. It's delayed you, and you're never gonna get where you're going. And there's literally nothing you can do about it. All you have to do is just bear and grin it, take the detour wherever it leads, hoping you're gonna arrive at your final destination. Really, at this point in a road trip, we're all at the mercy of the detour. You can't go the direction and route that you intended on. And now, your only other choice, if you wanna get where you're going, is to take the dreaded detour. However, as you start down these side streets and back boulevards that you've never been down before, you realize how beautiful it is. All these things you've never seen. And you can start to enjoy it. This detour has revealed a way and direction that you would have never stumbled upon and you've taken the route you had originally planned. If there was ever a guy whose life was full of sudden detours to his destination, it was Joseph. Joe started off on the road as his father's favorite child, certain that his future would be bright and blessed. More than likely, he planned to work in the family business, possibly taking over for his father. One of, in fact, Joe would often even have dreams about his future. He dreamed of ruling one day and being a great importance and authority. Joe, just like the rest of us, had plans, dreams, and goals. And as Joe lived out his day-to-day -day life, he set out on life's highway toward those intended destinations. However, as we have learned this week, Joe would very quickly hit some major detours. Joe's dreams actually would become reality in his life. Amazingly enough, the dreams that Joe had while living at home were wildly accurate. 
Joe would in fact serve as a great ruler over many people, and he would even one day see his family bow down to him in the palace. But the most intriguing part of Joe's story is how exactly he got to the palace. The fact is that without the pit that his brothers threw him in, he never could have made it to the palace. This great detour of being thrown into a pit by his own flesh and blood and being sold into slavery no doubt seemed like a super inconvenient detour to Joseph. Put yourself in his shoes or sandals or whatever foot attire he was wearing. One day you're at home dreaming of being a mighty ruler and dreaming of your family honoring you and bowing down to you. The next day that same family throws you into a pit tells your dad that you're dead, and then sells you into slavery. Talk about a major detour. At this point, surely Joseph was caught off guard by this twist in the tale and thought one day being a ruler was now seemingly out of question. We've all been where Joe's at, the improbable pit. One minute we're dreaming and setting our sights on the goals and desired destinations that we all have in life. The next minute, we're down in a dark, damp, and disgusting pit of despair. It might be because of a sin that we had. Now we've thrown ourselves into the pit. It could be a circumstance in your life, a trial arises that is taking you out into the pit. Whatever the case may be, each of us has come to a place where our once bright future becomes dark and unlikely, where our dreams are seemingly crushed and our desired destination becomes so improbable. Because the pit we're in and we have fallen into, it's just not gonna happen. However, as we will see from Joe's story, one truth about detours is that they are divinely designed. No doubt when Joe looked toward his future as a great ruler, he had no idea that it would take the detour of the improbable pit to get him there. But this was exactly that path that God would choose to help Joe arrive at a palace. From the improbable pit, Joe was sold into slavery to Ishmaelites who would take Joe into Egypt. There in Egypt, an assistant to the king of Egypt would buy Joe. Easily, Joe could have been bought or sold into slavery anywhere in the world. Yet divinely designed detour led Joe right to the king's top advisor. The Bible says that the hand of the Lord was on Joseph and that even Potiphar, the king's advisor, could see it. It's hard to imagine such a horrible detour as being sold into slavery could amount to anything good. However, from the pit, God made Joe prosperous in the palace, even allowing him to live in the master's home. It was no coincidence that Joe prospered in everything he did, and it was divine design of Joe's detour. When you're on detours that God sets in your life, it's uncomfortable, it's unfair, it's unfun. But if the detour you are on is truly from the hand of God, like Joe, you will be able to look around you, even in the darkest of detours, and see the divine design at work. You can look around you and see the way that God is blessing you, even from the pit, even from the pain. You can recognize the peace, the patience, the prosperity that God is giving you right in the midst of the hard times. It may not be obvious at first, surely it wasn't for Joseph from the bondage of slavery, but if we will stay close to God through this detour, and if we will seek Him during this painful pit, He will reveal His heavenly hand at work. He is the masterful creator and divine designer of our detours. So Joe is serving as a slave, a servant to Potiphar in his home. No doubt he is fulfilling less than flattering tasks as a slave, that as a boastful brother bragging about his dreams, he never thought he would be. 
But the amazing thing about where this detour had led Joe is that it was literally like a training course or a boot camp to get Joe to his destination. Remember that Joe started off with the dream of being a great ruler someday, but now instead of being ruler, he was being ruled. There is no way that as a young, spoiled, favorite son of his father, with literally no skills or abilities, that Joe could have went from home with his father to head of a country. He wasn't qualified or experienced. The dreams that he had, he could not be given. That's why God knew Joe would need to be developed through a detour. So the unqualified Joseph begins his leadership training from the ground level as a slave. He would learn to serve others, to be obedient, and most of all, he would learn humility. However, because God's hand was upon Joseph and Potiphar could notice this, Joe became promoted. The Bible says that Potiphar made Joe ruler over all that he had. Now he had risen to intermediate. He was ruling other servants while still being ruled himself. Joe was developing the skills that would be needed to make him a great leader and ruler one day. Just like he had dreamed. He knew what it was like to be on the bottom, to be a slave with no rights, and how to be obedient to a master. He knew what it was like to be a leader and to show the lower slaves how to be obedient themselves, how to serve, how to fill other duties. All of the skills and abilities Joe had developed would never have been possible had it not been for the detour that God had used. Whenever we come up against a detour, the last thing we think is great. I'm sure I will get to learn from this. And I'm sure that wasn't exactly what was on Joseph's mind either. But the fact is that God knows that in order for us to get to our destination, most of the time we need some training first. And so he develops us through our detour. As difficult as it may be, when you recognize that you have been detoured from where you thought you were going, consider what God might teach you through this. So often, all we can think about is the discomfort or the pain that we feel in this detour. But from God's view of entirety of our story, He sees these chapters of our lives as necessities for our destination. God is looking down, even right now in this very minute, at your situation. He sees your beginning, middle, right now, and even your end all at one time. He sees it as a finished painting, a beautiful masterpiece. And while all we can feel is our current pain, he sees this as development for our destination. How different Joe's outcome would have been had he skipped the years as a slave and went straight from the pit to the palace. How unprepared he would have been when he got to his destination if he hadn't developed through his detour. The same is true for you. The circumstances, the pain, and problems you're facing are actually there and are rather important for your destiny. God knows that while he could easily take away this chapter in your life and just skip the pain and the problems and fast forward through the discomfort of the detour, it is essential to developing you. And it would be like taking an essential ingredient from a recipe. The end result would be greatly different and it would suffer. Joe could now help those who were where he came from. Those slaves and servants who are having a real struggle could be consoled by Joe from an experienced standpoint. He had been where they were and felt what they felt. He wouldn't have been able to do this without first being developed through this detour. And the same is true for you. On the other side of what you are experiencing right now in life, you will be able to help and console people who are going through exactly what you are 
through your experience. Cat is using this detour to develop you for your destination. Do you remember the old man with the horse from the beginning of our story? He kept trying to convince his neighbors that because we can't see the whole picture as God can, that we are incapable of determining what is a blessing and what is a curse. Well, the old man could not have been any more accurate than that statement when it came to Joe's life. So to recap, Joe is a favorite son with great dreams. We could say that's good. So Joe was sold into slavery by his brothers. We would say that's bad. Joe becomes favored by his master and is promoted. That seems great. But God was far from finished with Joe's story. As you might remember from yesterday, Joe had a run-in with the master's wife. He was serving in the palace one day when Potiphar's wife cast her eyes upon Joe. Whoa. To make an awkward story shiller, Joe would flee from the grasp of Potiphar's wife, doing the integral thing and denying her temptation. She persists and continues to tempt Joe until one day she catches Joe by the garment. Joe runs out of the house, leaving his garment behind. Well, Potiphar's wife accuses Joe, and ultimately, Joe would end up in prison for something he didn't even do. Most of us would say this is a curse, a bad turn of events for Joseph. Talk about a roller coaster of a life. He has gone from pit to palace to prison. But Joe's story still had many more unexpected events to take place. While in prison, Joe would encounter a prison guard whom Joe would obtain favor with. The prison guard would make Joe the head of all the prisoners. Joe would find himself with several other fellow prisoners that had displeased the king. Two of whom, like Joe, were avid dreamers. One day, the head baker and the butler would have a dream that they couldn't quite understand. Joe asks them about their dreams and even interprets them for them. Eventually, Joe would be betrayed by the butler, whom he helped out, leaving him behind in prison. It would seem that Joe just couldn't find a break and things were going from bad to worse. Don't be surprised when you find yourself on a detour in life if things often get a lot worse before they get better. For Joe, it was as if he continued to be dealt blow after blow to his destination, no matter which way he turned. He couldn't catch a break. However, even amidst all of the devastations he was dealt, God was still in the arrangements, as he is for you. It always seems like in our lives that when it rains, that downright pours. And when it pours, it storms. And when it storms, it floods. And there is just no relief from the devastation. In our lowest and most dreadful places that we reach, God is there. He hasn't left you. Don't forget that. Even when you feel alone, when you feel like he totally has abandoned you and turned you over to the worst circumstances imaginable, he is right there watching your life unfold. He is rooting you in the what lies ahead, hoping that you will recognize that it was him all along who designed this path for your life because that's where he is and because that's the way to your destination. So in prison, at his lowest, where it seemed that Joe has lucked out, one day the Pharaoh himself has a dream that he needs interpreted. The butler remembers the guy in prison who can interpret dreams. And suddenly, Joe is sent for from the prison by the king of Egypt. Joe interprets the king's dreams and foretells what lies ahead for the Pharaoh. And it pleases him. He frees Joe from prison and sets Joseph over all the lands of Egypt. Just like that, Joe's journey goes from dark to dazzling. What we have to realize is that when we serve the Lord, it is inevitable that your life will have good times, 
they'll also have bad. Because you serve him, you will have a lot of successes, a lot of good events and occurrences in your life. However, also because you serve him, you will be dealt some pretty devastating blows that are downright awful. Your life will absolutely have both dark and dazzling days that are such contrast of good and bad things that is mind-blowing. But just like the man with the horse, it may not be as it appears. Don't be so quick to judge what you're going through as good or bad. The fact that we cannot see the entirety of the picture or the path that God has set for us. And until we can see what he can see, how are we to determine what is for our good and what is not? Sometimes our greatest blessings come from our hardest burdens. It's impossible to look at Joe's life and deny that he had some pretty dazzling days. And it also is just as impossible to deny that some days were pretty dark. However, looking from the finished picture that is Joe's life, we can so vividly see how the dark and the dazzling days that are part of Joe's detour led him directly to his destination as the ruler in Egypt. He had always dreamed of this. Had Joe skipped the dark detours in his life, he would have totally missed out on his final destination as a ruler. I know it's really difficult to see it now, but your life is just like Joe's. Just because your life isn't finished playing out yet and you haven't yet made it to your destination, that doesn't mean that the dark and the dazzling detours don't have a place and a purpose in your journey. They do. Every detour is beyond important for God's plan for your life. Imagine taking a detour on the highway and when the detour tells you to turn, you ignore one of its directions. It could be catastrophic to your destination. Easily, you could get lost or at the very least, fail to arrive where you intended to go, all because you missed one single detour. Every turn, every detour, whether dark or dazzling, is important to your destination. Now standing in the king's palace in Egypt, Joe could look back on his life and it's obvious there were no coincidences. There was not one single detour that Joe took that was intentional and directional, leading him to his destination. The pit that he started in started him off towards his destination in the palace. Being sold twice into slavery moved him closer to the palace. Being promoted to head servant in Potiphar's house helped him progress ahead. And being unjustly sent to prison directed Joe towards his destination. Interpreting dreams and being betrayed were part of his path. And finally, standing in the palace of the king of Egypt, being made ruler, Joe had arrived. He made it to his destination, the place he had dreamed of so long ago. If Joe were to tell his tale to the people of the palace, it would be an incomplete story without just one of these detours. You wouldn't be able to understand how he got to his destination if you left just one of them out. The reason why is because every one, the destinations were directional, specifically designed and orchestrated in a desired direction by God in order to get Joe to his destination. You might be going through things in your life that seem to be such a waste or so purposeless, but don't be fooled. Even what you are going through right now is directional in order to get you to where God wants you. It may seem like an insignificant event, an unlikely detour that is such a waste of our time, but God knows it is invaluable to your journey and it must take place in order to progress you forward towards your destination. One day, like Joe, from the other side of your destination, you will be able to look back on this exact day during this specific detour and realize how important it was in order for you to get to where you are and your destination. 
Every single detour you face is directional. God never does something for nothing. Every event, occurrence, detail, and detour has a direction. So as you face those painful pits, or when you make it to the prosperous palace in life, remember that God designed this path that you are on. He is using the detour that you have come up against to develop and prepare you for the destination you will soon arrive at. Recognize that it is needful for both the dark and the dazzling detours in your life to take place in order to take you where you're going. And always appreciate that there is never a detour in your life that is not directional. Every single event in your life is divinely designed with a direction and a purpose, and it is essential to God's plan. So no matter how insignificant, it has a purpose. Trust God to know what that purpose is. One day, there was a dialogue between God and one of his children. The child asked, God, can I ask you a question? God replied, sure. You promise you won't get mad, the child asked God. I promise, God replied. Why did you let so much stuff happen to me today? Asked the questioning child. What do you mean? God replied. Well, I woke up late, the child started. Yes. My car took forever to start. Okay, God said. At lunch, they made my sandwich wrong, and I had to wait. Mm-hmm, God replied. On the way home, my phone went dead, just as I picked up a call. All right, God said. To top it all off, when I got home, all I wanted to do was turn on the stereo and listen to some music and just relax. But it wouldn't work. Nothing went right today. Why did you do that? Asked the child. God was silent for a moment and then began to reply. Well, my child, the death angel was at your bed this morning and I had to send one of my angels to battle him for your life. I let you sleep through that. I didn't let your car start because there was a driver on your route that would have hit you if you were on the road. The first person who made your sandwich today was sick and I didn't want you to catch what they have. I knew you couldn't afford to miss work. Your phone went dead because the person that was calling was going to give false witness about what you said on that call. I didn't even let you talk to them so you would be protected. Oh, and that stereo, it had a shortage that was going to throw out all the power in your house tonight. I didn't think you wanted to be in the dark. The child, amazed at what he had just heard, replied, I'm so sorry, God. Don't be sorry. Just learn to trust me in all things, the good and the bad, God answered. I will trust you, said the child. And don't doubt that my plan for your day is always better than your plan, God added. I won't, God. And let me just tell you, thank you for everything today, said the child. God smiled and replied, you're welcome, child. It was just another day being your God. And I love looking after my children. Again, we encourage you to head over to our website or the description of this video. We do have a link there with some memorable moments from the NOIC. Also encourage you to share today's podcast so that others can be encouraged and invigorated as well. And so thanks so much for joining us today. Until next time, continue on in Christ.